Welcome to the Citizen Revolt podcast, where we discuss your options for freeing yourself from oppressive governments as well as tax regimes. Welcome to the first episode of Citizen Revolt, and if this is your first time here, uh, please can I ask you to subscribe to the podcast and uh, also forward the podcast to your friends and family and get them to subscribe. Uh, the more support we can get for the show, the more we can get good information out there in the hands of the people. So a quick uh, little history on myself and how the Citizen Revolt podcast and blog came about. I basically live in a country where tax is a very hot topic. Uh, in South Africa in particular, we have a very small tax base that supports a very large population we have about 65 million people in South Africa and roughly around 8 million active taxpayers. So needless to say, the burden on the taxpayer in South Africa is, 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 quite, is quite high. Uh, we have a situation in South Africa where uh, top income earners are paying anything uh, up to about 45% on personal income tax. And on top of which, we have a pretty oppressive uh, tax regime, like many other countries around the world. Um, if you earn foreign income, you're taxed uh, on on that income. Um, you're taxed on death and, and estate duties. Um, the taxations are, are just far-reaching and never-ending. Um, and then, of course, there's many unforeseen taxes. Uh, for example, uh, we have sales tax. When you go into a shop, anything that you buy has 15% VAT on. Uh, we pay toll fees when we're on the roads. Uh, most of us have to have private medical aid because public services is pretty shocking. We have private security. So needless to say, uh, the indirect taxes are probably equal to what we pay in direct taxes. That being said, a few years ago, I decided to set out on a journey and find out if there was a way to uh, either reduce the tax burden or eliminate it. And at this point, I'd explored all options with uh, my accountants, with tax professionals. I'd taken all the deductions I could take. Um, I'd basically made all the moves I could make legally within the framework of the system uh, to basically reduce my tax burden. And, you know, the only advice given by accountants uh, or auditors is uh, the best thing you can do is increase your expenses to reduce your tax burden, which does not always work, um, especially in the case of personal tax. So I started looking around and I started looking at uh, various other countries uh, where they either paid very little tax or no tax. And obviously places like Dubai, um, the Virgin Islands and all these sort of places came up. Um, however, that being said, I do love my country and I love where I live and I don't particularly want to relocate. Um, so I started looking into how taxation was structured and um, I found out some very, very important information. Uh, one of the first things that I discovered is that uh, citizenship uh, and residency and tax residency uh, are three entirely different things and this is something I did not know. Um, and I think a lot of people uh, tend to not know this information either um, unless you know, you've either looked into this yourself or you're a tax professional or an immigration official um, and you actually understand the, the, the differences. So, first of all, let's just cover citizenship. 
citizenship in a nutshell is basically uh, that you belong to a country and the way I see it is basically your right to travel. So, um, for example, I am a South African. I have a South African passport. Uh, This makes me a South African citizen. Now, the thing of residency where things become a little bit more complicated is that residency is essentially split into two factors. It's split into uh, residency as in where you live um, and it's also split into uh, tax residency. Uh, In other words, where or which country uh, has the right to tax you over your income. Now, basically, uh, physical residency would be the place where you spend uh, most of your time. It would be the place where you uh, own your home. Um, It would be the place where you keep all of your assets. Now, for most parts, tax residency follows very much the same lines. Um, They have what they call, various countries have what they call a physical tax residency test, which is pretty much the same as tax residency. The country or or tax entity that you're dealing with would look at where your your legal domicile is, uh, would see where you reside, um, and then basically decide to tax you accordingly. So for example, you could be a South African citizen or you could be a UK citizen um, residing in, let's say for example, Indonesia or China um, and that would make you a resident of Indonesia or China or whichever other country but you'd still be a citizen of your own country. Um, And you could be a resident of a country um, ad infinitum and never actually take up citizenship Uh, If you decided to take up citizenship, that would be a personal preference and there's many advantages and disadvantages uh, depending on the country that you come from, from actually changing your residency uh, status into into becoming a citizen as well as a resident. However, what's important here from a tax perspective is that most countries around the world apply what is known as the physical residency test. And the physical residency test is basically a test to determine uh, where you would put your head down at the end of the day and try and tax you accordingly. Now, the thing is, if you go back um, in history and you look at the way borders were structured, um, you know, typically governments will say that borders are there to, to protect a country, um, to control uh, the the flow of people. But essentially what border, borders are there for is actually to control the flow of commerce, to control the flow of money. And ultimately, um, if you want to take a bigger view on this thing, is that governments essentially want to look at their citizens as a means for them to earn money. And that is essentially what taxation and government is about these days. It's about money. It's about Governments retaining the right to make money from their people. Um, There are very few governments around the world, I think we can all agree, where taxpayers are truly happy with their government and think that they're doing a good job. So, you know, as I was looking around for information on all of this, uh, on, 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 on all of these aspects, two sites that I came across that really gave me a lot of useful information. One was uh, Nomad Capitalist. Um, and the other was, um, uh, I forget the name now, if I, if I remember later, I will, I will let you guys know. Uh, I think it was uh, Nomad Capitalist and uh, Sovereign Man. Uh, 
And basically, both uh, sites really sparked an interest on one specific concept. And that was, um, in this day and age, this modern day and age, where it's fairly easy to move between countries, it's fairly easy to move around, um, it's, it's fairly easy to transact globally. Um, why are people in oppressive tax regimes and oppressive governments still not going where they're treated best? I mean, if you think about this typically, if you go to a restaurant, you're not treated well, chances are you won't go back. Um, yet that is exactly what we're doing with, with our money. We earn money, we give it over to a government, we're not happy with, with the way our money is being spent, we're not happy with the amount of money we're having to pay on taxes, yet we continue to do the same thing year in and year out. And nomad capitalists and sovereign man, basically their concept was, uh, and still is to this day, go where you're treated best. Um, so if you, for example, can find a country where you're treated well with your tax money, it'll probably be a better option than we are at the moment. Um, if you find a country where the banking systems are better than what's available in your own country, it's probably a good idea to look into banking in that country. So the idea of going where you're treated best really, really struck a chord with me. And um, I started looking for a lot of different options on how to basically um, be a citizen of one country, be a resident of another country, and be a tax resident of preferably nowhere, so I wouldn't have to pay any taxes. And that is essentially how my journey started. Over the next uh, few episodes, I'm going to be sharing these insights with you. I've traveled to over 66 countries. I've opened bank accounts in about 17 countries. Um, I've read a lot of information. I've consulted with tax consultants. I've consulted with lawyers. Um, and I have finally managed to put myself in a position where I pay zero tax. Um, I have the right to travel, i.e. citizenship and passport from more than one country. And I feel at this point uh, of my journey that I would like to share this information with everybody out there. Especially those people who are self-employed, uh, people who are contractors, um, people who are digital nomads. There's a lot of options on the table to free yourself from oppressive governments and oppressive tax regimes. And through this podcast and through my blog, I intend to share this information. I intend to uh, provide all the lessons I've learned along the way and continue to learn. And hopefully this will help you in your journey. Thank you very much and I look forward to chatting to you in the next show.